My name is John and I'm at Paint School on Instagram. I've done over $15 million in paint jobs and I'm based out of Huntington Beach, California. Aaron is at Alpha Painting on Instagram. He's managed huge commercial projects with impossible timelines and now is a few years into building his own operation out of Branson, Missouri. And you should probably check out our full process videos on YouTube because they're pretty badass. Our point of doing this podcast is to put our 40 plus years of combined experience to the test. We've seen a decline in the industry, and while I think it's a bit arrogant to think we can change it, we're giving it a shot. Listen up and let us know what you think. This is Paint Sniffer Podcast. All right, we're back on again with Sam uh, from all of our listeners and everything. They can't get enough of him, so he's back on. <laughs> all right, so one of the things that we were talking about um, off air is like versatility and kind of all of the three of us, the way that we run our companies, the way that we've been painting over the years um, is pretty versatile, right? Like we have a lot of experience in a lot of different areas of painting with like new construction, residential repaints, commercial work, um, obviously Aaron more heavily in commercial work. Um, but that's, I don't know if you see that as much nowadays, you know, like there's a lot of companies that are commercial only, industrial only, new construction only, uh, residential repaint only. There's not a lot, it doesn't seem like it anyway. I think a lot of that has to do with, with, with years in the industry like uh, they haven't uh, hit that mark where they're like oh shit i have to try something else because this or they have to go to another company and work and which has happened to obviously us um multiple times over the last three decades (laughs) yeah that's for me like my experience starting out um i I feel like i was pretty lucky because i worked for i think four different companies maybe five um, and they all kind of did something different. You know, one was like HOAs only, like big giant complexes only. And it was, uh, pretty much exterior only. And, you know, like 20 guys on a, on a project just working there for a couple of months, then on to the next one. One company was, uh, restaurants only restaurants. Um, yeah, pretty much restaurants only. And so it was night work all the time. You know, it's like we just did fucking worked night jobs. Um, yeah. One company was residential only. Every now and then they might get the commercial job, you know, but pretty much just residential. Uh, last company I worked for did a little bit of everything. So they did some like restaurants at night, some commercial work, some residential repaint. I just never got real heavy into industrial coatings. Restaurant work is fun. I, I worked for a guy that owned 14 restaurants and I was his main painter and he kept trying to put me on payroll because i was charging mm-hmm. so much but it was all night work <laughs> and i had teased all the restaurants and it, it was it was a fun time and i still have a job offer there to be his maintenance supervisor if anything in life doesn't work out i can always go back to idaho and uh, get a job with him Sixty thousand a year with benefits and a truck and eh, eh, that's eh, it's 10 hour plus days and Amazing. Yeah. There's someone else in Idaho you could work for. He doesn't work. <laughs> Maybe you could run his store. I could give. I could give him ideas, I guess, and he could sell <laughs> stuff with it. Yeah. Yeah. Just give him content, content steal, ideas. Steal your ideas, you mean? Yeah. Call him ha- Call him hacks. Like it's not a hack, dude. It's stuff we've honed over the years. 
yeah. you know, ide ideas we took from all these companies we worked for and made our own, you know, ideas and uh, ways of doing things. And, but yeah, the versatility is is key, like especially in your own business, because you can say yes to a lot more things. Um, and I think you get a lot of trial and error and troubleshooting from doing different types of projects. You know, in commercial, you got to figure out how to be fast. If you're not, you're not going to make yeah. any money. Um, with residential work, you have to learn how to be clean, nice, tight lines, and fast. Otherwise, you're not going to make any money. You're not going to get paid, right? If you do, like, quick, shitty work, a lot of customers are not going to give you that final paycheck, you know? Um, you learn a lot. and I, I think you get a lot of, like, your feedback loop. You know, you get a lot of information in. You're learning like how how you did something in the wrong way. The next time you try it again, you do it a better way. You like refine your skills. I think that's Aaron. Like with commercial work, right? I mean that that's all it is is refining your skills. How do you do it more efficiently? I think with like a commercial though, dude. Like technically, and and especially like heavy commercial like schools and jails and fire stations and then you know the industrial and industrial maintenance side like a lot of most most of those guys dude are like fucking bulls in a china shop you can't you can't take those guys and put them in a fucking custom home period right yeah. but like what i i've been through so many different aspects of the field just chase chasing the economy over the years and um, I don't know, dude. I'm at the stage to where um, I know how to separate it, but I also know how to combine it. You know, I know how to take and refine process to combine productivity into quality, or take quality and combine it into productivity. You know, but um, I'm just waiting, waiting for the right opportunity to implement those things um, on a larger scale. But uh, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't. Uh, right now, the money is in fucking repaints and fixing other people's fucking work. Because let's be honest, having just said that, you know, commercial guys are like bulls in China shops when you fucking stick them into a house. I don't even know of any house painters that can paint a fucking house right yeah. now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I started out in uh, in new construction, man, and it was a repetition of uh, trap homes. It's um, back rolling for a sprayer with an 18 and this uh, Philly pre-finished trim with uh, mixing putty, color putty all day until I had splinters in every finger. I don't and, I uh, think tracked I think track work is even different than new construction. Right. When yeah. I think of new construction, I think of like spec homes, you know, like a builder builds a one off. Um Track work is like fucking crazy work. Well, That's there's so no be, money be able... if, to do a singular spec home. There's no fucking money in that. Like not for us. It, no, like but like if you're gonna do a singular home, and it's a spec home, fuck that. There's no money in it, dude. Give me forty or fifty of those in a fucking line, and then I'll think about fucking doing them. But there's there's no money in painting a fucking a spec home, dude. Setting up all your shit to go prime for fucking three hours, and then coming back fucking two weeks later for a trim package, and then you know what I mean. There's no money in that, dude. It's very hard to be efficient with that kind of stuff, and they're nickel no. and diming you on price, and then fucking dragging their feet at the end 
you know, like doing touch-ups over and over and over again. Now priming for three months straight. Yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make that money. Well, over the years, you learn to, to, to take those, um, those efficient uh, methods and turn them into repaints and even in commercial stuff. You know, that, that never went away. And when, when you learn to work at a fast pace, and efficient is, is the key word I always think of. Um, how can we do this efficiently? That, that's how I make my money, even when we are taking our time. And especially with people that you bring on that don't know how to paint and adjusting your whole system where you have to rely on them and, and, and teach them and just let them do what they can do. And you still have to go do what they can't do and show them. It's just, it, yeah, I, I, I keep in memory all the times that I was being taught or not being taught because they didn't want me to learn to pass them in the company. <laughs> Dude, I, I yeah. really want to do some big custom homes right now. I want to do fucking you know, like some production jobs. I want to do some track homes. I want to do some apartments. But in all honesty, there is more money in fixing someone else's shit right now than there is doing it right the first time. You know, Absolutely. and and you know, finding you know people like middle class to upper middle class people that want to pay for a quality repaint. Yep, definitely. Here. Here in Hawaii, we're limited on uh, on new construction homes because uh, basically people buy an old house, tear it down, or they'll remodel it. Um, but there's not there's not a whole lot of land left here, so there's not like huge neighborhoods being built anymore. Uh, endless uh, cookie cutter homes. There are a bunch here, but it's mainly fixing all of that, and then the new construction houses. They have their their fast crews. And then they have their luxury crews and we kind of fit in on the top end of the luxury crew for new construction. Cause I won't do it unless they give me a time and materials uh, spec on it. Cause I, I, I they're going to change shit. I'm going to get paid for it. It's that simple. Yeah. All right. So I think the, the bulk of what I wanted to talk about um is what do our companies look like in five years, you know, three years, five years from now, maybe 10 years, I don't know. Um, we all come from like different places right now. Like Aaron is a few years in on his, on his own company, you know, so it's probably something he's been wanting to build for a while. You know, what do the next three to five years look like for him? Sam, you've been at it for a long time. Um, you know, to me, it seems like one foot in, one foot out, you know, like you obviously earn a good living from doing what you do do you still love it maybe not maybe sometimes <laughs> for me I like the money. yeah <laughs> for me for me that's what it's become right it's, i like to build a business it's fun for me i like that part of it um i don't really care for all the management that i have to do you know i'd rather not have to do that much management right um i don't really care to be sitting at a desk as much as i do um but there's trade-offs, you know? And so we all are coming from different places right now. Um, but what do the next like three to five years look like for each of us? Like Sam, you had some changes happen recently. Oh uh, yeah, I had uh, a couple guys. I, I had uh, myself and three guys and I have an office manager. Um, the office manager and my lead guy have been with me 
for quite quite some time, uh, seven to eight years. And then I had a couple other guys, friends of mine, and I taught I taught all my crew how to paint because mm-hmm. um, it was hard hard to find anybody who knows how to paint or thinks they can here. They're doing their own thing. So I figured I'd train some good people, and uh, you know, life happened. Uh, one of my guys had to move to New York because uh, his wife's family they wanted to be closer, and then the other guy, um, he got offered a job from a tile guy uh, for more money that I, than I could give him, um, mm-hmm. and a lot more hours. And I totally understand. I get it because I've been on that side of the spectrum. Yeah. And so my five-year plans didn't work. <laughs> it got postponed, man. Um, so I just had to restructure in a day. I just thought it out. Okay. Uh, myself having to get off my ass and go into the job for a full day instead of a half day. Uh, Luke is uh, more eager to take the reins where he can get more money because we're still keeping the same price for um, what we charge at a four, four man team. Yeah. And we're still getting jobs with a two man team. It's just going to take us a little longer mm-hmm. and potential for him to have more money and take the reins at some point which he did not want at first. He did not want to be in charge of anybody. Um, after five, even after five years, uh, six years still no. And um, the last couple of years, he's been kind of picking up the pace and realizing this is uh, a career. It's not just a job. Uh, the potential to make a future with this, um, he, he sees it now, which not everybody gets that right away. So. So what do you, where do you want to be? Let's say like, um, you know, you could wave a magic wand. Where would you be at five years from now? I, I would not be painting. Um, I would be, uh, I would be completely out of the, the business cause I've been in it for so long. Uh, it's, it's not an easy living. Um, I would like to make enough money in the next five years to buy a property and have rental properties. Um, kind of thing investing which i didn't do in my younger years because i was raising kids i was partying doing drugs shit like that this is my my main go at it and it's always been you climb up that ladder and you you know i'm taking my time this time and i i take a couple step back steps back now and again and those are frustrating they always will be you never know where your next paycheck's coming from. Uh, I don't worry about it, but I, I, I am looking to the long term now with uh, and that's that means getting out of the business, leaving it for Luke to run, um, whether I'm completely out of it or if I keep taking a percentage and doing estimates, things like that. Because at, at age 50, um, I'm not 50 yet, but when I hit that mark, being able to physically go out and bust like I did 10 years ago, I can't even do that now. Um, and I'm in, I'm in good shape, uh, honestly, like for 48 years old, painting your whole life keeps you in shape, but man, it, it kills me. Like uh, after 45, I could not work a 10 hour, 12 hour day. Um, so so would I don't you... want to put my guys do that. Yeah. Would you, um, hypothetically keep the company then and so you're saying like maybe you would do sales for the company something like that yeah 
I don't think that's ever going to go away because we've got such a solid reputation mm-hmm. um, that it, I'd be stupid to throw that away. Um, yeah. Percentage, but as far as uh, staffing, that that's the hardest part with this industry. Um, you know, you have many people. I could either scale up or stay where I'm at and still make good money and have minimal headache. But uh, I, I had plans on having two crews going at once and uh, I kind of sliced that when my guys uh, left last week. So yeah, I kind of have to re- revamp. And if it's just going to be the two of us, we could have a, a very long career. Um, even if I back off, he'd be able to take over um, so that that's kind of where I'm at now. Like, I just don't want to do it anymore, ever. <laughs> Have you considered like seeking out someone that wants to run a company? You know, like um, I have a business person maybe that wants to run a company, well, wants to hire people, wants to deal with management, wants to deal with growing and all that shit, and just basically build it on your reputation. Well, I do have the uh, paintcation guys that come over, and that's you know. Uh, especially in the winter time, there's a, a few guys that I've actually made a long-term offer to. Um, but the reality of, of uh, moving here, do we have, I have a few other prospects that I have been looking at um, on social media that I would make that offer to uh, to come over and kind of take over uh, the physical part and possibly the office part because um, I don't want to do that either. Yeah. I just <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, like hypothetically, so <coughs> reputation is, has value to it, you know? And if you have so like um for me on paper I can prove that we do over a million dollars a year just on referral and repeat customers. That's zero marketing to get that million dollars a year. So it would be valuable for me to pitch that to someone like, "Hey, you know, even if you spend no money on marketing, it's a million dollars every you every year recurring revenue, right? So you come in, run the business. If you want to build it up, fine. If you don't, you want to keep it where it is, fine. Like here's my name, you know, do what you want with it. Just pay me ten percent for the rest of my life, whatever. Um, so, but you could do something like that as well, right? Like if you wanted to offer somebody to come in and say, you know, if you want to build something that's already set up, it's already established. And because someone else can come in, they could say, hey, I want to do marketing. You know, I want to spend $2,500 a month on marketing or $10,000 a month on marketing and use the right painter name. Um, I want to hire employees. I want to, you know, like some kind of go getter. Right. They want to go live in Hawaii and, and give it a run. Yeah. There's a reality to that, though, as far as um, having too much work and not enough manpower to do yeah. it. Because that's not that. It's it's there's so much entitlement uh, in this day and age, and not very many people want to learn a trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the skilled people are set in their ways. Uh, I'm really good. I'm a really good people person, and I'm really good at training people. Uh, but for longevity, um, bringing somebody in to shoot big and market would be a bad idea because we do have enough coming in now to sustain you know, two people comfortably for a very long time and me pulling out and keeping a percentage would be ideal. But I, I see if somebody came in and wanted to hire people in market, they have no idea what they're getting into here. It's a totally different market and it would, it would just be a, 
So I would I would agree that um, Hawaii is probably a lot different than anywhere else, um, just because you have to hire the people that live there. You know, yeah. like it's not it's not that simple uh, or as simple as anywhere else in the country, probably. No, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's a whole different other episode, but <laughs> with with a the, the whole um, culture here and everything and right, and that's what I mean. The, the, the it's like to work. culture there. It's not. It's like the the people that are native to the area, all of that shit that's going on, you know, versus somebody. No, that's we're new we're to the area. we're we're an invasive species uh, as far as capitalism is concerned yeah, here yeah, yeah. Uh, and and they're very in tune with that and um, and there's a lot of capitalist people here that come and buy waterfront property for 10 million dollars and you know there's a trade-off uh, with with all of that that's a, a big reality i've had quite a few people wanting to come over here and start a company and they've hit me up and i've talked in depth with them unbiased like yeah, this is the reality of what you're getting into uh, and it's, it's it sounds great. <laughs> it does sound great. <laughs> it sounds great to go yeah, to Hawaii it. with with the trade that you already know. You know, you already know how to how to do painting, and then go out there and start a company. Yeah, man, why not? Well, with, without painting? fully under without fully understanding the culture and the people and uh, the reality of it. Like I, I grew up here, so I I already knew what I was getting into and. Uh, People say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Bullshit. <laughs> you can make it in Hawaii. Yeah, but I, I'm very proud of where I've, I've come uh, in in the last eight years, and uh, a lot of lessons I've learned about um, staffing. And it's not my first business, but it's the first one that has the potential to succeed um, and keep and going with longevity. Yeah. Yeah. And then Aaron, you've got a um, couple guys, and you're three years in. I I just have one right now, myself okay. and Jeremiah. So yeah. And you're doing two big projects <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> one's losing you yeah. money. One's making you money. Yeah. Uh, what What do you like? Three, four, five years down the road, like what's your ideal position to be in? I don't know, man. Um, so when I, w with all the shit we went through, like, you know, in the 90s with, with the huge construction boom and then shit crashing out, you know, after 08 and fucking pretty much just there being scragglers, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, it, I think I think 2008 changed the industry, like, forever. Um, yeah. I think... I, I from what I see like <coughs> anywhere I go like n at least 90% of people don't know what the fuck they're doing you know what I mean like yeah. I, I see none of the same faces in the paint store like where the fuck did everybody go you know now you fast forward to 2020 dude like uh, all this political bullshit that has created labor shortages and um, dude like uh it is not people don't want to work right now you know what i mean pandemics yeah, yeah. well not just the pandemic but it's created <laughs> yeah. this whole culture of of not working like i don't know if people are on public assistance but there's no fucking buddy out there 
There's nobody out there that wants to work. So, is Postmates um, big where you are? Postmates, uh, DoorDash, DoorDash, Uber. Yeah, Uber. Uh, yeah, yeah, they have all that stuff. So look, the because um, there's not a lot of people on unemployment right now. It's not like record numbers on unemployment, uh, but with Uber, with DoorDash, so mostly with like DoorDash and Postmates and then Uber Eats, the food delivery places, you don't have to have like a specific car. To drive for Uber or Lyft, you do have to have a specific car. It has to be clean, it has to be a certain year, it has to be, you know, whatever. Um, those things have to be kept up to date. But if you're just doing food delivery, you do, it doesn't matter. Um, I think that's what's stealing all the workers away. I think that's anybody that's oh. like, I mean, think about it. If I like, for me, rather than going working for another company, I would rather do DoorDash. I'd rather be delivering food and fucking turn on my app when I want to work. Yeah. If I want to work. Well, all day, and you look I, too like they're bumping the and there's no state or federal minimums that have increased, but they're increasing the rate of pay for non-skilled jobs, and it's yeah. driving people away from the trades. You know what I mean? So that it's like. You know, there's no official like pay pay scales for what we do, but if you look and you compare the way things have drastically changed over the last year, like our starting pay is what people are making at fucking McDonald's and shit, dude. Like, you're not going to be able to find somebody that wants to come manually labor for fucking, you know, that kind of fucking money. And I don't want to pay somebody a journeyman scale that can't even wipe their own ass. You know what I mean? So. I pay my guys really good. <laughs> From the beginning, I pay my guys really good, and still, like, I lost yeah. two guys because of the downtimes, et cetera. You know, it's just, the way my business structure is, I couldn't sustain them comfortably, even with the, the ridiculous amount of money I was paying them. <laughs> so I, when, when I, I used to run logistics on, you know, just you could you you could just knock guys around and fucking drag them through the dirt and fucking, you know, build a relationship out of the guys that could survive that. And then you start treating people well, like you can't even find people that want to come fucking suffer and make something out of themselves and, and, you know, survive in in a diverse environment and a growing environment. So, but I don't know, man, having said all that for me, like, um, when I started building this, uh, uh, about three years ago, I looked at it like this, like I could go, um, and, and I did do some production right off the bat. Right. Um, but while I was doing that, I thought I want to build it inside out. What, what's the hardest thing to build up? Like the repaints, how do you get, how do you get calls out of fucking thin air? Because the easy part is just walking into a fucking job trailer and telling a builder, you're going to fucking do something yeah. for cheaper. You know what I mean? That's the fucking yep. easy part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hard part is generating calls out of fucking thin air. So that that is the side that I wanted to build up first. Um, I think we have some huge economical downturns coming. I think the market's going to crash. I think the real estate market's going to fall out. I think it's going to turn upside down. I think there's some fucking sh- some hard times fucking coming. So um, what I'm doing, like with the new construction, whether it's, you know, custom whether it's spec whether it's production i'm letting that shit sit i'm letting all these fucking builders that that are on fucking cost plus environments to where they can never lose fucking money 
but the fucking painter somehow can, you know. They want to fucking upsell our jobs. They want to fucking make a profit off of our work, and let's just barely get through it. I'm making them fucking suffer with all of the inexperience that is out there. You know what I mean? I want them to suffer through it. I want them to have shitty painters, shitty help, cheap fucking guys. Let all the cheap dudes do that shit because when the economy crashes, I will not only have my my name running for the fucking repaints, but then that will be my end when these guys start going out of business to jump back into new construction. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't have quite as uh, much of a doom and gloom outlook as you do. But I think you're mostly right. <laughs> yeah. well, I, well, I mean, I, I'm hopeful that I hope that it doesn't fucking happen, but I'm preparing for the worst. I would prepare for well, that, too. The, I think that's wise. The, the pandemic eliminated a lot of companies uh, just right off the bat. Um, well, it eliminated a lot of like restaurants and gyms yeah. and bars and shit like that, but not the construction, man. Construction has no. been boom so, in the well, last year. So what's happening where I live is, is people are, because of the pandemic and because of all these like oddly like Marxist and fucking far left agendas that, that our Democrat ran cities have fucking been doing. People have been fleeing the fucking cities to come to rural areas like where I live and it's inflated our real estate market, and we, so many people have moved to these places that fucking massive amounts of people, like, hey, I just bought a house. Uh, can you paint it? Hey, I just bought a house. Can you paint it? And, like, Everybody, it's been everywhere. fucking crazy, dude. Like, the, yeah. eventually that shit's gonna, it's gonna stop, you know? All these people that are on a, a fucking, what is it, a progressive note or whatever, uh, once the market crashes and they find out that they just bought a four thousand dollar house, four hundred thousand dollar house that's only worth like a hundred and seventy five, and their fucking payments jump to fucking you know triple, double, triple. Like yeah. there's some bad shit that could happen. So I think that a hundred percent. So people are moving from California to everywhere, and we take our California money, right? We sell our house for a million dollars here. And we yeah. go buy a house cash in Missouri for four hundred thousand, and we put a hundred thousand into it. And so we're keeping all the Missouri painters busy with that hundred grand, and the contractors, and everybody's eating well, everybody's living it up, right? It's the same. So in Big Bear, I, that's we bought a place in Big Bear, right? And um, everywhere around here, everyone's like everything is being sold in one day. It's being sold before it even goes on the market. It started slowing down though. But last year, it's like you have to make an above above asking offer, um, and so everyone's driving up the prices here. And this is small. This like you know fourteen thousand people in this whole mountain, and all the residents that you know the people that were living here are selling their place because now you can get top dollar for it. You know, it's like, well, I bought this place for a hundred grand like ten years ago, and now it's worth. Eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm gonna sell it. So yeah. they sell for eight hundred grand. They move to Arizona here too, though. Yeah, like a, a, a three hundred and seventy-five, four hundred thousand dollar house might be nine hundred to a million now here. Right. Um, a, a fucking hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar house might be a fucking three hundred thousand dollar house. So right. it's totally fucked up our whole economy here. And now I'm sitting here asking myself, well, if I'm gonna live in a, a fucking inflated economy, maybe. Maybe I need to start thinking about moving back to California, you know? Play your prices. 
make your money now, man. That's 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 my philosophy right. is raise your prices now while the getting's good and and save that money. And when those shit hits the fan, you can but you know get out of this business, buy another business, buy a restaurant, buy a bar, who knows, whatever you like to do, uh, figure that out. Um, but I mean, I, I I've survived quite a few. Um, ups and downs in uh, the 2008 I always managed to make money and feed my family and and things like that and, and now uh, that I don't have all those um, extra bills that I have to pay uh, I'm doing all right um, but I, I, I yeah something like that happens like I thought the pandemic was going to kill us um, but I, I guess because we do good work and we've consistently built our reputation it didn't really affect us and we stayed fairly steady, lost maybe two jobs because of it. Um, but it was definitely on my mind, but it didn't uh, do the damage that I thought it was going to do. And if anything, it got rid of some of our competition. Uh, it actually created some more competition with people that were like, I'm going to go paint houses. You know, there's always going to be those. So I don't think you can like really plan for anything in this industry. I think I, I think I think your experience in Hawaii is different too, because like I think everywhere else it's been booming the last two years. You know, like somehow everybody has money, everybody's hiring contractors. So yeah. like the the big change for us, like leading up to the crash in 08 is two thousand six, two thousand seven. Anybody could buy a house. Anybody could get a loan. Uh, you could buy five houses. Like people were buying five houses and they're borrowing money against those houses. Now they got a hundred grand cash, right? Everybody had new sure. boats, new cars. Uh, everyone's doing remodels. And so during that time, all of a sudden, everybody's a painter. Everybody's a contractor. Everybody, you know, it's like there's, you know, went from 1,000 painters to 10,000 painters. Uh, in 2008, when everything started crashing, now nobody has money anymore, except for the people that had money before. Right. Because everyone's like foreclosing on their houses. They, they already bought their boats. Now their boats getting repossessed. Their new cars getting repossessed. You know, they're losing everything. Well, I was not spending any money. Anymore. I wasn't I wasn't in Hawaii for those times. I was in uh, Denver, Colorado, Washington State and uh, Idaho um, and uh, North Carolina for a little while. So, like, it's yeah. I've been in different environments, like through shitty times. And yeah. Yeah, I still mean it. Like I, I had to contract subcontract through companies that were doing well at the time. I, I had to like bartend in the winter time and shit like that. But yeah, I, I always know that it's it's not like no matter what happens, you're gonna have to adjust. It's bad. But so like in, in two thousand eight, um like we stayed busy through that whole crash, but we had a reputation. You know, so the people that had money before still had money. They they weren't buying 10 houses, you know, because they could. They were still being smart with their money, still, you know, financially responsible. So we still had enough, like, repeat business, referral work, all that stuff to stay busy through that period. But the contractors that we used to do work for, the general contractors, they were screwed because no one's paying 100 grand to, do, to add on a bedroom. But they would pay five grand to paint paint their house, you know. Five grand was like a reasonable, like mini remodel, you know, to get them by right now. Um, I think the same thing's going to happen soon. Right now, everybody's a painter. Like when you see these guys on Facebook and shit where they're like, oh, yeah, I sold $500,000 my first year in business. You know, it's like we're in special times right now. Like 
you know, anybody who's motivated, who knows something about painting can come in and sell a couple hundred thousand dollars in their first year. You know, if they want to hustle and push and market and all that shit. Um, who cares? So now everyone looks good. Yeah. Everyone looks good right now. Everyone's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone looks good. Everyone looks like they're business savvy. Oh, everyone, like, how did you do $500,000 in your first year? You're so smart. You know, everyone's sucking each other off. Oh, God. Uh, but we'll see when times get tough, right? When things tighten up and it's not money everywhere. Like, you can fucking, like, start any kind of business right now. And there's people that are buying it, you know? Um, but because money's everywhere right now, you know? And even now, as it starts tightening up, as interest rates start going up, house prices start going down a little bit because people aren't buying them all up anymore. Uh, money's going to tighten up. And then I think a lot of these companies are just going to go by the wayside. You know, they're going to start slowing down. They're going to start wondering what's going on. How come I don't know what I'm doing wrong now? You know, my marketing isn't isn't working like it did before. You know, once things I'm tighten gonna up a little bit. I'm going to go back to having my... I either want to be a house mom. Level out and get a little better in terms of the massive inflation that we're fucking seeing right now, or I want it to completely fall apart. I don't like that 2008 fucking kind of fall apart shit, you know, and you got to struggle to fucking make it and, you know, strongest survive, you figure it out, but you're still a painter. I just want the fucking apocalypse or I want shit to get, you know, better. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, like, because the way I'm looking at shit politically, like, I don't see how this shit can go on. Like, I'm sitting here wondering, like, Dude, what if the fucking USD gets downgraded as a default currency, dude? And <laughs> we could fucking go through what Nazi Germany went through where the fucking German mark was worth nothing. And yeah. fucking, dude, shit could go, like, really fucking bad from from the way I'm sitting here looking at fucking how insane things are politically right now. It doesn't make any yeah. fucking sense. There's potential for but it going really see. badly. Yeah. yeah. You could always look at it as, a, you know, a, a doomsday kind of situation but I, I i've been more of a positive person my whole life and i just don't pay attention to that kind of shit like i just yeah. know i gotta make for mine and i feel confident in myself that no matter what happens i can figure it out i can survive i'm a i'm a hustler you know yeah. i gotta I, I gotta make my money yo dog whatever the fuck it is well no i'm talking <laughs> like you know yeah the shit might get bad and we might have to hustle and and the strongest survive kind of shit but um, like, I, I don't know if, you know, whatever, I kind of don't want to deal with that, but, um, <laughs> if, if things are going to get real bad, I'm talking about like fucking, you know, <laughs> like scavenging <laughs> for ammo type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically, like all, all the ducks are in a row for something like that to happen. Right. Like we yes. could pretty easily go to like 30 bucks a gallon of milk, like, you know, water shuts off, electricity starts going in and out. <laughs> like, you know, it could get, we're for sure in line that could happen and it wouldn't be surprising. You know, if like if like there was a run on banks, if like, uh, you know, people start defaulting on loans and there's a run on banks and that crashes the stock market, you know, like all this trickle effect could happen. Everything's in line for that to be a possibility more, it, it more always, now than it ever has been uh, no i wouldn't say that i mean back in the days of like uh the bible and shit there was always doomsday prophets it's nothing new man our government it's just all being completely yeah. corrupt and 
and mm. being lobby like pretty much corrupt lobbyists for fucking corporations that are that are pretty much Absolutely. extorting from working Americans to to enrich themselves like that really doesn't have anything to do with the apocalypse like in terms of <laughs> biblical or 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 religion yeah. I, i'm just talking about like how fucked our politics are right now like it's looking pretty bad oh yeah yeah we we need to revamp our whole country system like that's it, it was it was cool back in the 1700s when it started yeah cool yeah oh, that's a great idea well they Times just changed they just needed the to do a better, a better job of hiding it's corrupt it. as fuck yeah the problem now it's <laughs> always, I, I think it's always been corrupt they, like this we, we're just more aware of well, it now we could see well, it now. Well, we're aware. And that's a problem. We're aware now because in the 80s, they were just killing people that knew about it <laughs> yeah. and talked about it. Now they're like, people, oh, wait, there's cameras everywhere. We know you're right. going to kill that guy. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah it's, it's that's fucked, the problem. Man, but... They're just not doing a good mm. enough job hiding it. I want them to do a better job yeah. hiding it. That'll make us <clears throat> public a little more at ease, I think. They are hiding it Aaron. from like the woke ass fucking mob that you know <laughs> yeah. is being extorted from the very fucking thing that they they fucking think they're against. You know what I mean? I've got a a, a pain related question to get off the politics though because I fucking hate yes, politics. I hate <laughs> oh, this this is like for Aaron, like I, I cause because of your background and uh and running commercial and the high paced jobs and now as a business owner, um. And that you like you said you, you grind people you were able to grind people and now that you bring people in the transition like you're gonna have to soften up in a sense um, to keep people or are you gonna keep the grind have you had to step back a little bit and realize like shit these people are soft well well it's a it's a struggle for me man <laughs> like if if I look I back <laughs> I I yes I was on the wall with my guys every day and you cannot. Um, it's the same concept as like, I personally can't go to work for somebody that has less experience than I do and have any respect for that. You know what I mean? So it'd be like me fucking going to work for Idaho painter. That's never going to fucking happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so when the, the transition that I made out of the field, like I was always on the wall. I was always running a shield and and you know getting guys lined out in front of me sanding caulking puttying masking i was always training and then going back to the production and and you know just keeping the the ball rolling so when i went back into big when i went into business for myself like the biggest factor i'm looking at is like fuck dude i gotta i gotta sand again you know i gotta putty again i gotta fucking start running a caulking gun again and you know, because primarily most of the shit that I did in terms of that was teaching people how to do it, you know, and, you know, I was always on a, on a trigger. Um, so when I, when I first fired off, um, I did it, I did it by myself, you know, uh, just, it wasn't necessarily out of desperation. It was just out of like drive. And then I start getting to the point to where I'm like, okay, I need to step this up. I, I fucking, I, I can't like sensibly do this by myself, you know, I want to build a company because essentially my retirement plan isn't to necessarily not have a painting company. It's to use a painting company in order to not have to paint, you know? So, um, I, I put Raymond on, you know, that, and then 
then we found an apprentice. So, you know, I, I spent, you know, several months training a new apprentice and it was one of those things where it was like, okay, this, this kid's like extremely intelligent. Um, and that was through, you know, that's my, pretty much my wife's son-in-law. So it's her daughter's husband. And so I had to watch my P's and Q's, you know, and I, I, I didn't chew his ass or, or anything like that. Um, but he was in some fucking environments where he had to fucking, he had to put up, you know, he had to put his shit up and we forewarned him and forewarned him, you know what I mean? And so I would use, Raymond came from my past, you know, we, we had a fucking 20 plus year history. We came up together um, and then he came, I ran back across him and then he was, I pretty much retrained him for like four years. Um, so I used Raymond as like the, the tool to scare other people, you know, <laughs> to kind of show people what it's like when you fuck up. But, uh, he, he eventually, the kid eventually gassed out, you know, he started, you know, coming in late to work and having excuses. And then, um, I was pretty much going to sit him down to have a talk with him and he knew that was coming. So he pretty much tapped out. Um, and I put my brother on, which I had apprenticed him for four years as well. He's been in the field for about 10 years, so he's bounced back and forth between me and his dad, um, and just, you know, random people. We kind of had a falling out because of a mutual friend of ours. Um, he kind of pretty much stole him from me. So when I, when I quit my last job, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to start my own thing. I took multiple people not took them with me but you know my my brother was you know kind of on my side and stuff and we went to work for a friend of mine and fucking he ended up kind of stealing them for me so that created some division between me and my brother so anyway he's he's on um during the time that i had raymond and on the on the apprentice that i was training on his way out I had hired a guy and had a super good attitude. I really liked his attitude. And I had him put on a downspout, which took him four hours. <laughs> and and I was sitting there biting my tongue and biting my tongue. I let shit like that go on for about two weeks, you know, knowing that, hey, things are different nowadays. You can't. You can't fucking, you know, take 12 people and try and make all of them tap out and find two guys that you're going to get to keep for four years, you know what I mean? So I was, uh, I was fucking just treating him like a grown man, baby, like everyone wants to be treated nowadays. So biting my tongue, biting my tongue until one day we go to prime out a 7,000 square foot house. And I said, this fucking house is getting primed today, you know, and ceilings are getting painted. And after me and Raymond put out, like, fuck, it was well over 130 gallons or so. And this dude maybe made it through back rolling, like, three closets. <coughs> and I was like, dude, this this isn't going to fucking work, you know. He, he I flipped out and told him this, this isn't going to fucking work anymore. Um, like, you're going to have to either fucking dig deep and fucking find some type of fucking gojo or you're just gonna have to not come back and he never came back um 
hired, you know, I've just, I've hired guys here and there, dude, you know, the fucking, I'm a painter, fucking been painting for 30 years kind of guy, and they show up and can't run a caulking gun, and I fucking lose my shit within three hours and tell them to fucking kick rocks. It's it's usually stuff like that, man. Like uh, so, we're gonna we're gonna. I'm trying to talk Aaron into doing this episode with me, where I'm gonna put together like a a plan, like a five year plan on if he wanted to grow the company, and then we're gonna talk yeah. about it and see, because <laughs> he's gonna need like a, yeah. an extreme makeover, I think, to grow the company. <laughs> And that that's one thing that like, I know is like becoming the uh, the people person and, and like there's ways of doing it. That was the hardest thing for me to like bite my tongue. Like yeah. I'm from the same type of background. Yeah. And like, I had to go through that I process. Look at it now because I taught them it's my fault kind of thing and like uh, but I also learned a lot of patience because everybody does have bad days and like the guys that do stick around and you kinda have to cater to that slightly um not to like the baby part but people are fucking babies dude and like especially when you come from the 12 hour grind and like you you know how to produce and just pulling back and uh what i do now when i when i go point out mistakes and like they get like oh and they try to do the blame game i said this is what the homeowner is going to come say why is this like this this is how I have to pat it. Uh, the homeowner is going to come approach me about this, so I have to approach you guys. Um, they're not going to approach me as nice as I'm approaching you guys about it. And uh, my own frustrations, uh, they build. And uh, still, uh, even with my guy that's been here, you know, seven, eight years, uh, I, I just have to stop and take it back and, and letting the reins go in a sense and trusting. Uh, that's where your leadership comes in and being able to delegate um, and just giving them a task assigned for the day. And entitlement is going to kick in with anybody you have nowadays, it seems like. Uh, over over the years, they're just going to get uh, jaded. It's not an easy career, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it is physically and mentally draining. Um, so you have to take those things into consideration and find that fine so so in commercial like i had systems in place to protect myself from like you know you say entitlement um and that's the way guys will get you know after a year somebody's you know gonna think that they should be spraying after a year somebody's gonna be crying i'm better than this guy why does he make more Mm -hmm. money than me so when i built a fucking crew dude i built it in pieces uh i never gave anyone the amount of skills that they could use to go somewhere else so you had you built, you know this this guy could sand and putty, you know this guy could sand and caulk, this guy could fucking mask, this guy could run a brush, this guy could roll, and you built your crew to where they you know they could only function as a team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> if 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 Smart. one dude wanted to quit, fine, go, dude. All you can do is fucking run a ball of putty. <laughs> Fuck you. Leave. You know Twenty I mean? bucks an so, hour. Okay, yeah. what's your experience level? So, well, I yeah, can putty so you, and I can cock. <laughs> yeah. So, but but for one, it's not my fault that people are disloyal. So you no. you have to have a workaround for disloyal motherfuckers. But when the so the last two guys that I really put a shit ton of effort in, like. 
Um, I had they, they're two younger guys. They they had baseball scholarships, so they you know they had full ride college, um, and then they ended up stopping playing baseball, and you know finishing you know their their fucking degrees. They had to pay for them, so they had to work um, to pay for their fucking to to pay for their college. So like, I I took those two guys that were you know had. Were, were previously underneath the prior management that was completely mind-fucking them and, and ruining them. Spent four years retraining those guys. but So the first year, um, I had them, you know, it, it just ran them through my process. But one of the guys came up to me, like, you know, a few months in, and he's like, dude, you, you never fucking tell us good job, you know? And I, I thought about it, and, you know, I'm like, well, maybe I should tell him good job. And I'm like, no, fuck that, dude. Fuck it that. Comes in a page. So I, in a page, yeah. I <laughs> ran them into the ground fucking harder, dude, and I pushed them even fucking harder. And after a year, I lined them up, and I was like, fucking, hey, guys, you know, after we completed a, a fucking condo, like, on an impossible fucking deadline, I lined them up, and I was like, good fucking job. And I was like, now ask yeah. yourself this. If I'd have told you that shit a year ago, what the fuck would it mean to you right now? <laughs> yeah. You gotta earn that shit. It's true. Yeah. Well, and it is more yeah. meaningful at the end like that, right? Like, they know they worked hard. You know they worked hard. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, in my head, you have, to, you have to have guys that, dude, if you're just taking every Tom, Dick, and Harry and fucking you know, letting them keep the fucking diaper on. You're not building an effective crew, dude. You're, you're building your losses. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how to approach it. I do agree that I have to fucking figure out how to balance past with present. But my answer right now is I just go to fucking work and I, I don't have to pay somebody for it. All right. You know so, I mean? so uh, magic genie in the bottle <clears throat> in five years, are you still working on site? Are you, do you have a 10 man crew, 20 people, $10 million, $1 million? What does it look like? I, I don't the know. Best case I'm scenario? in completely different markets. Um, oh, but by the way, Sam, I'm fucking, I got a, I'm sending my old lady to fucking Hawaii like not next month but but the month after she's gonna go to her friend's baby shower but i told her scoop shit, scope some shit out for me i have to stay yeah, dude, dude. I, I have to fucking work dude um i um i have a guest room she's more than welcome and don't uh, she's waste gonna, money on a hotel she's gonna stay with her friend but uh i've oh, got cool. i've got uh i don't know we've been really our our, our stuff that we've been dealing with is is almost over and we've really been discussing moving somewhere you know like she wants to move back to southern california i don't know if that's going to be possible but i am in a a pretty devalued market but i i have started to build a niche portion of that market to where i think i'm getting a lot more than the competition or you know i, I don't consider guys my competition i just I do me and I fucking bid shit. And if somebody wants a cheap job, then fucking go get it. But, um, yep. I, I'm going to try and make the best of where I'm at right now. So I would like to find a guy I, for, for starters. I got to get past all the losses I'm incurring right now on, on my current project. But my plan this year was like, Hey, I'd like to ramp up and either find a journeyman painter that I can retrain or just find somebody that I can train from scratch 
and maybe towards the end of the year have like a functioning three to four man crew, but I don't know if it's going to go down like that. But every year I've told myself, I've looked at numbers and I'm like, I want to do this number and I'm doing over that number. So each year I'm, I'm hitting my goals. Um, but in terms of doing say like, Hey, I want to do a million dollars. Um, I don't know what that, what that, looks like with I don't know how many guys I would have to do Eight to because ten. like well the, like in repaints or something because <laughs> right right now like in my current store like I'm I'm top three in my home store mm-hmm. um, I just got a new sales rep because my rep moved but um, he, uh, out of like 400 plus accounts I was in the top 10 and I outsourced my rep to a larger town Mm-hmm. Um, to a larger city, um, and I'm top three in my home store, which is weird because like the the guys that you know I'm top three and with in terms of you know uh, yeah, paint sales, like they, they have like four or five man crews, and it's just mm-hmm. me and Jeremiah and shit. So I don't know what I don't know what that looks like. Uh, like if if doing a million dollars means I'm gonna turn a million dollars with. Uh, you know, doing repaints or am I going to do some production and fucking crank out some volume to make that? But, you know, uh, I want to get it to where my, my comfortable spot or whatever I want to, after taxes and everything, I want to, I want to be bringing home a few hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, after, you know, after fucking, you know, material and all that bullshit. But So it takes me um, like 1.6 to 1.8 million to do that, to have that yeah. kind of income. Um, but it so could go what is sideways. what what is your return? Like you're under what are you under 30 percent then? On what's your take home if if like so if 16 percent, like 16, okay, so you, 14 to 16 percent. Yeah. yeah. So our gross profit Oops. is like 40%, right? But then yeah. we're paying overhead, we're paying office, we're paying whatever, everything else that yeah. that is fixed bills. Um, and then like 16% is what's left over. So between, like I pay myself a salary, so I get a weekly paycheck and then I take drawings. Um, and then I do what I have to do to figure out how to hide some of that, you know? Right. <laughs> the, what what I'm getting out of all this and like studying like all these different companies that are around now, like I need to if if I don't scale up and get a bunch of people, I have to always be prepared to do the job myself. That's kind of where my my mentality is, and I don't want to scale up because I've already done that in my life and. So I, I have to keep that philosophy. Like I have to be able to go to, and I'm getting to a point where I can't. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to physically do it. So that's where so I'm at, like getting. You can, yeah, yeah, but in your market, you could charge enough to where you could just be a manager and not have to. Like you could have two guys, two guys that are are pretty loyal, um, that know what to do, and you could go get a job set I up. Did. You could check it. You could check right exactly. <laughs> You know, you could have just a few guys, two or three guys, right? And so right now, like, yes, you could say, well, 
you could say, no, I don't have to go back to work, right? I just have to work on hiring somebody right away, you know? And I got to put all my effort into hiring someone or getting someone trained or whatever. Like, these, this is the difference, right? Um, you could find somebody to hire there. Like, if it's from a grocery store, from a, a, somebody doing dishes, somebody working in a warehouse job, like, there's a way that you can get someone hired pretty quickly, but you'd have to do marketing. Yeah. You'd have, you know, you'd have to hustle to, to find someone that you can well, bring in and train. I do, I, I do have the vacation option as well yeah. for like the bigger yeah. jobs. Like I know when we get one of these like uh, military contracts, if the, one of those pops, I got guys lined up right on a temporary thing. But as far as like a, a full time thing, like if I brought another person on right now, I'd have to train um, or retrain in a sense, um, and it just doesn't seem like a feasible option like i it sounds good but i then i can part of me just doesn't want to do it for a while like if i still have a couple of years left in me to just see how much money we can actually make with the two of us pay luke more well it's easier use, it's yeah. it's harder work but it's easier to do right you don't have to worry about marketing you don't have to follow up you don't have to do interviews like all that shit that comes along with it. You don't have to deal with like the first two weeks of somebody being new to your company. You know, all that stuff sucks. I mean, it's annoying to deal with. Like yes. we go through, so I run ads. <laughs> yeah. I run ads on indeed year round, you know, year round, like every other day I'm getting new applicants <clears throat> and I only reach out to ones that look really interesting to me, you know? Uh, but there, we get tons of applications from like people at warehouse jobs, people like, I get weird applicants where it's people that are coming from corporate jobs. They just don't want to be in office anymore, you know, but I've hired some of those guys and they come and work on a job site and they're like, nah, this shit's too hard. <laughs> I'm going back to the office job. <laughs> so those I don't usually yeah. follow up on. Well, one, one thing I found is like, it doesn't matter how much you pay somebody. Um, like that's what I just found out recently. I pay people really well and I give them a really easy six hour day five days a week so one of them was four days a week and then it, it still stuff happens um and it feels like you're just having to start over again um and that's always it seems like if i don't scale up like that's always going to be a thing but i'm okay with that so that's more like but even for, for, uh, even scaling up though i still have to deal future. with that <laughs> yeah for me yeah. it's not i'm not like starting from square one but I'm, you know, if I lose one of my top guys, it's like, all right, well, that that's a pretty big hit, you know. Um, but over time, you also realize, like, everybody's replaceable, you know. No matter how good they are, they're replaceable. It might take longer to replace them, uh, but there's somebody out there that might be better than them, you know. I had to ask my lead guy. I had to ask my lead guy, I'm like, are you, are you leaving too, dude? Or are, are we just shutting down? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I was, like, I had, to, I had to ask, like, yo, are you still in to do this thing? You know, that yeah. makes us all this money. <laughs> yeah, and he's it. So, I'm, uh, I'm going back and forth on. I might, I might transition into more of a subcontractor model. I might. I'm debating this right now. Um, California has really strict subcontractor laws. So like you can't, the way that most people use subs is illegal, you know, they would be considered employees. And so if something happened, you get fucked, 
Yeah, you get fucked on back taxes, on penalties for not paying employer taxes, like everything. So there's huge here's, liability in it. Here's how I did it. We're under the same scale. Um, all of my guys have their own tax ID number and their own insurance. Yeah, but there. So I don't know if it's the same there, but you um, can't tell them when to be at work. You can't tell them what to wear. You can't no. tell them what to do. None of that stuff. You can't do anything. No direct that systems no, but, kind of. That, that system okay is reliant those, upon but, having yeah. guys that are loyal, though. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, and that's what, that's what I, I yeah. have. Right. Like, but that's um, the thing I, for me is like I have I have some guys that I would trust to, you know, do the right thing. Um, but yeah. if I'm going to have, you know, like when I had 35 employees, I had guys that I didn't even know. Right. Guys that I, I right. interviewed them and I hired them and I would give them a check every week. But I'm never on jobs with them. I don't communicate with them like they talk to my foreman. I talk to my foreman every day, and I don't talk to them. Those guys aren't loyal to me, you know. They, as long no, as they keep that, that that's paycheck. No, that's the big. That's the big part. Like me, me offering that to somebody as as a potential employer or uh, contractor subcontracting. If somebody's looking for a job, I'll say, "You all, yeah, you're gonna have to get your own insurance and your own tax ID number." Because that's how I run my company, and that's kind of it, it's it's hinders me from being able to go put an ad in the paper, you know, because I don't I don't that's my way around workman's comp, and I people that frown upon that, you know, fuck you. That's how I have to run my business, because um, that's just the way it way it is. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, I've been I on a 1099 no, no, my entire no money at fucking all. life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my entire fucking life, dude. Uh, I've been I'm, I th- I I worked at a fucking union shop for like a year and this this dude's company was out of St. Louis and he was uh I was going to go union with it but once I realized that he was coming you know that like we're like two two or three hours south of St. Louis and this dude was coming down here to do contract jobs outside of the union and once I started seeing that uh, I was, you know, having to run off union reps and shit and fucking blah, blah, blah. Like, I was like, dude, fuck, fuck this. And a lot of the union guys, like, the union's really weak in this area. I wasn't really, I wasn't really happy with, like, the, the people's just fucking experience. It seemed more like it was more about, like, some rep vesting somebody with a fucking 10-year card just so they could get fucking dues out of them and stuff, and there was so much inexperience. I mean, it was no no different than the fucking private sector, except for these people were getting paid fucking government money to be fuck-ups, you know? Yeah. The union is really big here, and that's where a lot of uh, uh, painters come from. Uh, and all of them, Moonlight, they have their own, um, their, their own side company, and it's not enforced, so that's technically my a part of my competition in a sense um but it's not really i don't look at i don't really look at anybody's competition in my immediate because i know them all and we kind of have unionized ourselves and share information and uh knowledge and stuff so just because they're cool guys and uh, i feel like you know it's kind of a nice thing to do mentor younger guys and shit yeah my um like I don't, I don't think I could ever have a good enough offer to sell the company, um, just because I don't think painting companies are really worth that much money. It's not like software company or technology. Um, 
But it's like even if somebody offered me a million dollars right now to buy it, um, well, I might consider a million, but <laughs> uh, but it's gonna pretty, pay me good, it's uh, gonna pay me a million in like three or four years. <coughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. not like the it'll pay me. I could build it out a little bit more and then just have it pay me a lot of money for a little work. You know, like right now I don't have to work that much. I'm not like I've been up here at Big Bear two or three days a week for the last six months, you know? And so like, I'd still, I still, when I come here, I have to do work on my computer. I have to do phone calls. I have to do, you know, scheduling, paint orders, all that shit still I have to do. So it's not nothing. Well, you've earned, you've earned it. You've earned it, man. Totally. Yeah, it's coming for me. Like respect. Like I wish I could have, had the mentality and the basis to do that years ago and be at where you're at right now. But yeah, but there's I, a difference in the health. In my, my yeah. Nature. So, yeah. but like in 2015 and 16, um, I brought a guy on a, a tech guy, um, brought him on. He did business consulting for me for like six months or so, maybe a year, um, helping me get everything into systems. You know, he's like, he's built three or four businesses, you know, He's been through it all the way through it. And so I ended up bringing him on full time, you know, and like just because the information that he had on like how we could scale this, how we could systemize everything. And then he was doing it, right? I didn't have to do that much. I didn't have to change very much. I had to change a little, right? Like I had to, I had to be okay with a little less quality. Uh, I had to be okay with yeah. uh, fuck ups a little more frequently. Like I had to be okay with, all that shit, right? Like I couldn't treat, you can't treat one employee different than another, you know? So like if this one guy's like, Hey, can I get my paycheck early? You know, it's like, I can't give him a paycheck early and not offer that to everyone else. Cause then I'm being discriminatory. Right. Like all that shit where it's like, dude, uh, I had conversations with him where I'm like, I don't want to fucking run a company like this. This is stupid. Right? Like, I don't want to do that shit. It's dumb. Um, his, his point of view was that, he builds businesses. He wants to build this company. He doesn't want to take extra money, any more money than we need to out of the company. He wants to reinvest it all, right? I want more of a lifestyle business. If I have an extra five grand in the account this week, I want to go fucking on vacation next week, right? I want to use that five right. grand. I don't, want to, I don't want to buy leads. I don't want to spend on marketing. I don't want to hire another admin person. Like, I want to go enjoy it, you know? Like, I want to, I've yep. always enjoyed the ride, you know? I've never been like a big saver. I have saved more recently. So even now, like I only save now because I'm, I'm finally out earning what I spent. I'm not like fucking, you know, like saving all my pennies and, you know, not eating lunch where I want to eat lunch today and all that shit. It's just, I'm finally earning more than I spent, you know, so I can save some, but his point of view was like, let's make this thing super efficient, super streamlined. All the employees are just numbers. They're not people. All the clients are numbers. They're not people. Um, every penny you make that we can put into marketing, we need to do that because then we're going to get more leads, more sales, more money, right? Um, so I had to, it was a balance between he and I um, on, you know, which moves she would, we should make on the company, you know, like which things I'm okay with, which things I'm not okay with, you know, like, okay, I'll accept that we're going to have mistakes sometimes. Um I don't know what big things I would I wouldn't do. Um, I shit like the like some of the team building stuff that he wanted to do. <laughs> you know, like I'm not fucking doing that. 
Morning so, jazzercise. Come on, yeah. everybody. <laughs> so some of that, but I do some of that stuff, but not all the things that he wanted to do. Right? It's like, dude, that is so lame. I'm not doing that. Like these guys are gonna see right. I can see you doing that. Yeah, fuck Aaron all that doing, shit. Uh, doing 18 yeah. roller drills. 18. I traveled. Oh, a, no. I traveled around <laughs> painting uh, Walmart and shit, and uh, just to watch like that team building bullshit that they did. It's like a cult, man. Yeah. I was. Uh, w- we watched. Uh, we watched. Uh, one dude had one of our guys had stopped a shoplifter, and the Walmart team had brought him in around all the fucking employees. And they like introduced him, and they're like, "He stopped this," and like everybody clap, and they're all clapping <laughs> for him. And I'm like, "Dude, fuck that noise!" Like, if if I see somebody stealing something, I'm just gonna let them steal it. I ain't dealing with that shit. <laughs> and it and it, just by happenstance, I was working in like the garden center, like in a lift doing some tall walls, and somebody had stolen a TV and came out through the garden center, and they fucking. <laughs> Because I didn't say anything or see it or stop them, they locked me in there. What you know, through through because it was like a night shift. But like, I didn't even I didn't even know they were stealing shit. Yeah. Fucking no, I'm not dealing with that. Fucking that stuff does build teams and it builds loyalty and it makes people feel like they're part of something, right? Like these are the things where you have to make decisions. Like I've had to make decisions at certain points over the last like ten years. Where do I want it enough? to do this stupid thing, you know, like, do I want it enough to make this change? You know, do, do I want to start doing team building exercises? You know, do I want to do planned beach volleyball trips with all my crew, you know, like shit like that, where it's like, it, it has a positive effect on people. They do feel like they're getting to hang out with you and they're getting to know you more and whatever. Like, you know, we do uh, safety meetings at the office, um, I don't know, every two or three weeks. And, you know, sometimes we'll do lunches and everybody has a great time. You know, it's not like it's that weird, but I don't want to do that shit all the time. You know, like I, I like being alone. You know, I don't like being with everybody all the time and being all like talking to everybody and, oh, how's your family? How's your – I'm not that guy. Like I, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, but – I should do that. And if I want to have guys loyal to me, if I want to have them feel like I care, which I want them to, to feel like I care, you know, I do, but I just don't show it that way. Like that's not, I don't need you to show it to me that way. You know, why do I need to, to treat you that way to, to show you? And I'm going to say just from my, my experience, dude, it doesn't matter how much you show them you care, they're still going to go. You know, like, yeah. It doesn't matter what you do for people sometimes. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like people are A hundred percent. You could always lose yeah. somebody, anybody. You could always lose anybody, anytime. Like there's not, nothing is going to make somebody permanently stay with you. It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, this is cool because like, like different business structures, like you're in a big city, I'm in a potential big like uh, area, and Aaron's you're in like a medium, kind of smaller, you know, area to kind of like to have uh, things you can pull from. You know, it's kind of limited. Like you have to really be on point. Whereas John can like just flip through. I mean, my my business scale, I could potentially do what John does here with uh by scaling up but i just i don't i don't want to so like i i 
it's still like small town here. Like if you burn somebody, you know, especially with um, the internet now, it's like one one bad review and you're kind of screwed. And that's I geared like I don't want any bad reviews ever, and uh, been pretty good with that so far. That, that was, See, and those tough. are things. Those those are other things where I had to be okay with it. I had to be okay with some customers getting pissed off about stuff, us doing some things wrong, us getting some bad reviews. You know, like I have to be okay with it. Where I can't control this many people, I can't make them all do exactly what I want, exactly the way I want it all the time. So if I want to have employees that I don't know very well, just because we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger, that's I have to make that decision. You know, like I have to be okay with all that dumb little shit happening that can go on when you don't have your finger like tightly on the pulse, you know? Yeah. I, my, my finger, my fingers like it's there. Like I, 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 I'm a conscious of everything that happens for the most part. Um, but not a hundred percent in there, but I, I still, it's, it's enough where like, I know I've charged enough. So if that shit does happen, we got it covered and it's okay. We take our time and fix it. And that's a big part of it. That's so we charge high prices too, but I can also, that affords me uh, the ability to give really good customer service, you know? And like, I've had plenty of arguments with my clients, you know, like I, I, like last week I had a yelling match with one of my clients, I'm at my kid's soccer game, you know? And like, my wife's like, who are you talking to? She thought it was one of my employees. And I'm like, it's a client. You know, she's like getting all pissed off about shit. She was referred to me from this realtor. This realtor has referred me like $150,000 of work in the last year. Like it's fucking insane. Um, I brought her like a $500 bottle of wine, you know, a few months ago. Just like, dude, she's hooking me up. Uh, but anyway, so this this client is like, uh, uh, you know, Ellie referred referred me to you. She said, you could get this stuff done on a deadline. Like, I'm going to have to let her know what actually happened. And, and like, I know that I do the right thing all the time. I know that I don't lie. I know I'm a man of my word. So I don't worry about that shit anymore. You know, at this point, it's like, I know what we do. I know, like, how much better we are than almost every other company out there. You know, when it comes to customer service, keeping our word, meeting deadlines, like, and I told her, I was like, I don't ever miss deadlines. We didn't talk about when it specifically had to be done. You know, she's like, I have pictures coming on Tuesday. It had to be done before then. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm like, you have to tell me if you need pictures on Tuesday. You know, I don't know. I don't, we have to talk about that. I talked to you, but You're I sent you an email. Yeah, I sent you an email. I'm like, look at the emails. You know, I read the email to her. It's not in there. You know, and she's like, well, I'm going to have to tell Ellie what happened here. I'm like, tell her. I don't care. That's fine. She knows. She refers me because she knows what we do. And we do the right thing all the time. We meet deadlines all the time. That's why we, she refers us all the time, right? And, but so conversations like that happen, right? Where it's like, uh, we will do the right thing all the time, but we also charge enough to where we can do the right thing all the time. It doesn't just fuck us up. You know, it's not like our margins are so tight where if I have to go back there, if I have to send an extra guy tomorrow to get a job done to make somebody happy, um, I can do it. It's not going to screw everything up. I'm not going to now lose money uh, because trying to make someone happy. You know, that that's what baffles me a lot when I talk to people on uh, social media. They ask me about estimating and stuff like that, and uh, they send me pictures of the job, and I tell them that they just like once you 
over that 10k mark, man. You know, like that's a big step. You know, raise your prices, make it. You know, uh, the, I hate that term. What's a fair price? Pisses me off. It's like fair for who? Yeah. <laughs> fair for you or fair for the customer? Like, what? What does it matter? Fair. It's it, nothing is fair. <laughs> you want to live like that? And like, I don't feel like gouging my customers. It's like you're not. You're not gouging. It's not gouging. It's you know your worth. Charge more than that. Like, uh, who are you? Like. Why don't you want to succeed and be successful and make money? Like, what did you get in business for? To do and for charge more for the kindness. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. The goodness and, and, of your heart. <laughs> yeah, charge more and give them the better service. You know, like if you're yeah, feeling guilty or, about raising or stay the prices. Broke. Yeah, yeah. They, stay they broke don't. And tired. If you're incurring <laughs> losses, they're not just handing out fucking money. <laughs> oh, yeah. you didn't. You lost money not on all. this one. Oh, let me. Let me pay you the difference. Yeah, yeah they, not at all. Or no. break, breaking even. Do you want to break even your whole life? Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't. I, I drive a Porsche now, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Our biggest year in sales, uh, we did about $3 million, and I lost like eighty grand. And we had 35 painters. We had uh, three people in the office, full-time salesperson. Um and did tons of business, you know, and it was like uh, half of our jobs were losing money, half of them were making money. So it was just a wash at the end of the day. Uh, I would have been better off that whole year having fucking two guys and doing one job a week. I would have been way better off. I would have made so much more money. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but yeah, so like not charging enough. I mean, it, ugh, it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. No, I say, I mean, I know, like, Alpha, you've been painting for a long time, man. You're a fucking machine, and, and like, being three years in, you're getting to see a lot of this shit, like, um, and I'm glad, like, you guys are doing this whole podcasting, dude, so people can hear what's going on, and, like, like, maybe, maybe, like, realize that they're not, you know, nobody's a fucking unicorn. Yeah, <laughs> you know? well, I don't, I don't think anybody's <laughs> really talking about it. You know, like on on the real side of it, there's people that a lot of the painting podcasts, and I've listened to probably all of them, um, are either at talking high level, you know, where it's like Scaling it's more high. like high level business talk, yeah, where it's like for the, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of companies that are. Uh, so if you're over a million dollars, you're like top 5% for companies on revenue, for painting companies in the country. Top 5%. Uh, that I think it's something like 90% of all painting companies, the average size is one to three people. You know, like that's average for 90% of the companies out there. Something like that. Some crazy number. And so all of these high-level podcasts or these painting podcasts, they're talking about high-level topics. Who the fuck are they talking to? Like they're just yeah, talking to that five percent. Yeah, there's not all these other people. I think they will listen to those podcasts. They will enjoy them, but that's not for them. Sure. You know, like that's not no. what you need to be listening to right now. You know, like you need is it, that yeah. foundational you know, you know what stuff. that is. 
That's that's the guy you used to work for that fucking needed you because without you he wouldn't be who he yes. is. You know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. That's yeah. the, and and, that's and the, he's still doing it that way. He's still treating it that way. Yeah. He's the guy that still needs you. That guy who's talking about fucking how to uh, increase your ROIs and have your top line sales numbers be higher and you know how to master Facebook marketing and blah blah blah. That guy yeah. still needs you. Like he's not really serving you. But he needs no. you also. I you worked know? for enough of those fucking guys, dude. That's why I'm in Same. business for myself. Like, I yeah. want to engage with people that like me that fucking that spent their whole life in the trade that you know were fucking too scared to take that next step because maybe you were the only income source and you couldn't take that right. fucking gamble. It's a risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah, it's too much of a risk gamble. to to go into your into business for yourself. So you stick to what you know, fucking running somebody else's logistics, or you know, being a lead guy somewhere, or just simply being a journeyman fucking painter. But like, you know, that's that's what that's what we need is guys that have experience that uh, can be helped into business for themselves. And you know, I I don't I don't think the guys that are doing millions of dollars that fucking have never ran a fucking cocking gun in their life uh am i ever going to fucking engage with they can suck my dick and then the guys that fucking, <laughs> you know the guys that are starting businesses and and trying to use those guys that are doing millions of dollars to fucking learn how to paint when they've never painted themselves like it's dude it's yeah. a fucking mess the, the industry is a mess i want to yeah, talk and about this, it the, this real talk like this is like maybe somebody is considering going out and starting a business and then they realize that it is a gamble and maybe they should just stay with that stability instead of going and fucking up the whole industry yeah. by not being experienced enough and just bide your time and or, yep. or figure out like, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. I wish I would have had or even this, if, um, yeah years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I sure. love it. <laughs> But well, like, that's you know, all on, stages. On my side, I would, I, I probably, I probably could have went into business for myself fucking ten years ago, fifteen years yeah. ago. But I didn't know that, you know. I was, uh, you know, fuck, dude. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't, I couldn't take the gamble. So it wasn't until I felt that, or I didn't give a fuck if I lost anything, that I started bettering myself. You know what I mean? It taking all the fucking risk, but I could never envision, you know, like, like being the dude that fucking worked for a year and then jumped companies and lied about my experience and got another job and then did it again. And then, you know, two years later, you know, you've got 20 years fucking experience. Right. Like I could never, <laughs> I could never see myself as one of those guys. Like we fucking tortured those guys. And yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You know, yeah, because you find I, him out immediately. You find him out on day one. Yeah. Like, how long have you yes, been painting? <laughs> yeah. And then he gets reamed. That's all Idaho is. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's really cool is, like, being on social media for the last three years and, like, helping people. Like, uh, I'm going to say, like, painting, painting by Juan. He was working for himself, and he was doing all the work for another guy. And, like, we kind of coached him and uh, – I would say everybody on social media, just giving him that encouragement and guidance to do his own thing and look, look at it now. Like it's, I know, man, it's he's cool. got fucking yeah. new sprayers, that. new sprayers every week. Like 
he's yeah, rolling, yeah. rolling, it's, man. It's, it's it's really awesome to watch. It is cool. Like, uh, that, but no, we that need guys like we need guys deserve, like that and they have the mentality. Yeah, yeah, they they deserve it. They have the mentality to like and if you're making money for somebody that doesn't care and you're doing all the work. Yeah, you should start your own thing if you can. Um, it's it's not that hard, but but do it smart and like be educated about it and like ask questions. And, and he's doing he's doing good work. He's doing good work. He's trying. Yeah. You could see he's trying to get better all the time. Like he's yeah, like those are the kind of people you want uh, in the business. Yeah, because th- those guys are not going to be devaluing the market. You know, the guys without any experience are going to be either doing it for cheap and lowering the overall value of your market or they're going to be fucking things up and you know they're they're going to be decreasing mind share of what it looks like to be a painter in the first place yeah and to the guys that are i've been doing it as long as as we have or even longer to get on and 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 be a dickhead it's just it's what are you offering uh what are you doing to better the trade um you do have all this knowledge in all these years do something about it uh show you know help help people instead of crit- criticizing it's it, it really doesn't do any good i had a guy come on uh one of my posts when i was you know calling nick slavic out about uh, selling brushes for the pca i just mentioned talked about it how we kind of police social media um from the parasites and he told me i look like an idiot so i blocked him and i was just like i don't dude called my company phone like my office manager sends me a text and the guy's like what did i say and i'm like i didn't i don't have to acknowledge or you came off like that you didn't have to just go back to doing what you were doing because we're doing something and with even nick slavic he's doing something that but i i I saw something, I said something. That's just who I am. Like I don't need fucking mom and dad barking in my fucking ear because you're not doing you're not doing shit about it. So go back to wherever the fuck you came from. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just, a big a big gap in um like all the social media stuff, all the podcasts. There's a big gap in like where the majority of painting companies are and painters are versus like what's being preached out there. You know, all the stuff being preached is 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 too it's too separated from what everybody really needs. You know, it's like there's some be a you part can get of, something be a useful part of the problem the or be a yeah. part of the solution, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Be, be part of the solution and, and do something positive, right? even if it is yeah. negative. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta yeah. be negative and tell people that this is bullshit. Yeah, but I think <laughs> that's that's where like uh to me, you know, I a lot of the reason I wanted to do this is like giving the real like behind the scenes information that nobody's really talking about. Like people are not sharing all the fuck ups that happen. People are not sharing the losses on jobs, you know, like losing your ass. And like, now you're doing it one job that should be making you a bunch of money. You're just using that one to pay for the one that's losing. You know, like that shit is my real that shit so many times. My real got a hundred million views. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, but, like, there just needs to be more communication, I think, of, like, um, I don't know, the real day-to-day, the real struggles that happen, the even the wins, too, you know, like, the big profit jobs that come. How do you keep those going? Um, yeah. You know, I don't know how I we li- ever... I like... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I like that you don't uh, really show any of your company stuff on social media at all. Like, but you have you have the credibility just because of the way you talk. Dude. Like, you, and and the, the people that you've helped, and like you've helped me with a few jobs. It's and, just being and, honest. And Eric, like, I'm not. I yeah. I'm not a liar. I'm not looking for clout. I'm not. I don't give a shit about any attention. I have. Um, I think my last post, like my last post post is like from a year ago, you know, it's like, I'm not, I don't post that much. Like I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not interested. I like watching people's shit. I like watching people's content. I like watching people's videos. I love watching all the live shows. Like anytime anybody does that, I'm trying to hop on. Cause I like, I like watching it. I like hearing about the industry. I like hearing other people's perspectives. You know, everybody has something valuable to say. Yeah. Aaron is showing like everything he does, you know, yeah. and that's, he's showing and he's talking about it and giving his, his well-groomed aged experience opinions on products and it's not biased, you know, and, and he has his strong opinions and, you know, and, and they're, they're valid, you know, much, yep. much respect. <laughs> you know, you know what? I look at those guys that are, like selling fucking workshops to teach people business, like give them business skills in the painting industry and not vesting their experience. It's like the fucking guys, like the corporations that are going around right now buying all the fucking houses so they can jack up rent and fucking make it to where regular people can't ever own a fucking house. You're just going to be fucking, you're going to rent, you're going to own fucking nothing and, and you're going to fucking, you're going to like it. That's what I, that's what I think the type of damage that, you know, that that kind of shit is doing. Like you're taking away the power from the people that have fucking experience and trying to give it to fucking people that that don't know a fucking thing about the industry. And it, I think it's disgusting. So, yeah. And yeah, look, yeah, this is something that is. this is something that we've had conversations about. And I, I think I've talked to top line about this, maybe. Um but it's like, how do you, so we're spending like, um, I don't know, a couple hours a week recording one of these. We're spending probably like two to three hours each doing editing for a podcast version and a YouTube version. It's like, how do you rightfully charge someone for something um, and feel good about it? You know, it's like, we still don't know what that looks like. It's like, I don't feel, I wouldn't feel good about charging somebody to listen to this. You know, it's like this, this content should be out there for anyone to listen to. Like the whole point of this is so that fucking people at square one or square five can learn something, can relate to something that we're saying. Like I've had, one of the things that bothered me uh, early on about like um, how you're perceived or how people perceive others um, I've been to a bunch of these conferences, like the PCA, the uh, Painting Profits Summit, a bunch of these things. And I always get motivated from them, you know, like I'm not going to lie. Um, but everybody sucks off the guy with the high sales. Everybody sucks off the guy that was yeah. on stage. You know what I mean? It's like that. Yep. It, it's all clout chasers. And it's like, um, you know, when I go in there with like two or three million dollars in revenue, I'm like a big deal there. You know, it's like, oh, shit, that's really cool. You know, like, can you talk to me about how you how you do that kind of business, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, man, I fucking last year was shitty. <laughs> this year I'm trying to make it not be <laughs> shitty. You know, it's not like it's not what it seems, you know, like it can be. It gets there like now the last couple of years have finally been pretty good for me. 
But before that's a fucking struggle. But my numbers look good. My numbers, you know, look fantastic, right? If you say you did over a million bucks or two million or three million, it's like, wow, how'd you do that? But it's like I nothing special. I didn't do anything special to get there. Like I treated people really well. I took care of my clients. You know, like that's it. Those are the tricks to there, there, but there's, took, no, but, there's no there's uh, no But it took me twenty years. It didn't take me two. Right. right. Yeah, right? that's what I was gonna get out. It doesn't do, it doesn't happen overnight. There's no easy answer. There's no yeah. like, this is going to make you successful. There's so many right. different variables that, yeah. and, and everything is in a different area. It's just, yeah. But so it, like speaking to that, there's, there are some things you could do to speed that up, right? Like if I had to start over right now, like I go back to square one, I would spend a lot of money on marketing because I know that that would get me in front of a lot of people quickly. I wouldn't spend another 20 years doing it again. I would spend two years doing it, you know, and in two years I'd have a million dollars in business and then building faster from there. Um, but those are the types of things that I want to talk about, like get out in this or whatever platforms we use is like, there are simple ways to do marketing for free. You know, like if you uh, get a Yelp page and post lots of pictures and lots of content, like, the internet likes lots of new content, you know, you'll get ranked higher. If you do with Google, my business page for free and post lots of pictures, lots of information, uh, Google likes lots of new content, new relevant content. That's all they like. That's all they want. You can do that shit for free, but you got to hustle. You have to remember to do it every single week or three times a month or whatever. You have to do that shit all the time. And like, for me, I want to say like, I want to say like, if you're not, if you're not going to do that, like you're complaining about not having enough work, but you're not willing to do all these free things to get jobs and fuck off, you know, like don't talk. And, and we're putting out information and lots of people are putting out information here for free. And then there's the yeah. people that are, are charging. And then they're <laughs> also like, they're making money. They're doing it yeah. to make money in a, in a sense, like, yeah. If you think that those guys don't get paid to go speak at those conventions, right? Yeah, you know it's so that they're they monetized it and they're taking money out of your pocket to give you something, so it's biased. It's biased. So they just they can well, just make and it's the, thing and you're gonna right. fucking and it's the cloud it though. Yeah, it's Dude, like the I cloud. Would, like I want to be popular. I would, and I in all be... honesty, I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't have a problem with somebody. Like just there, there's always somebody better that's out there, right? You know, there's yep. always somebody that's better at doing something than you are. But in all honesty, like I, I don't look at all the things that I see out there. These guys are like appointing themselves. You know, <laughs> yeah, they are. What, what, what they think they are, and like when you when you have like twenty, thirty years experience, and you're observing these things that don't make sense, like fucking running a piece of nine inch paper on some fucking concrete and then closing a garage door on it and <laughs> you having like three inches of paper left and then spraying <laughs> out a garage door and yeah. fucking over spraying concrete and like this dude's like he's he's the face of painting and yeah. like, i i wouldn't have a problem with somebody that was actually legit that was that but Right. On, Absolutely. On one, yeah. on one side, you've got like one. You've got one dude that's, uh, you know, plagiarizing other people's shit to try and make it his own to try and do something with that. Then you've got other dudes that are throwing fucking business skills to dudes that haven't even taken their diapers off yet. And it's like, what the, what 
the fuck is going on? Like, it's not. Uh, you don't. You don't even have to paint, and you can have a twenty million dollar painting yeah, company dude. in two years. It's Buy fucking, my program. It, it's insanity. Yeah. I, I kind of hope it, it. It just crashes our industry, and and the fucking guys that actually do this shit for real fucking can kind of get the field back and start rebuilding things for real. You know. Yeah. Well, that was my little motto when I first started on this social media. Is like. Because I do have good intentions and like I really want to help people because I didn't have it. And whether you guys believe it or not, because I pissed a lot of people off with what I do, I'm okay with that too. Uh, rebuilding faith in our trade, it's not like a, a you know, a, a religious thing. It's just people don't have faith in our, our, our tradesmen. Um, as painters, we're looked down upon because there's so many fly by night fucking guys and it really affects us as people that took the time to learn the trade and have made a living at it. it yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And, and even other trades don't have respect for it, dude. You walk onto yeah. a job site and fucking go take a piss in an outhouse and it says painters are gay in there. That, that ain't got <laughs> nothing to do with you. It's got something to do with, with some dumbass fucking painter that didn't know his shit, that didn't stand up for him fucking self, that let people walk all over him and fucking didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Like, dude, nobody, you know, that, like I was saying before about, like, general contractors being cost plus, they couldn't give a fuck if you make money on a fucking job, dude. They don't ever lose any. They're making, they're making money off of a, a percentage of what you do. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. On every trade. Yeah, like none of the trades have respect for it anymore, dude. That's that's why I, I busted knuckles in in commercial, dude, just because it was a challenge to do impossible shit that didn't make sense, still make it look good, and fucking kind of redirect people in in you know what they think this is that we do. Like, how many fucking you know tradesmen have you gotten? into a fucking, you know, argument within a job trailer because they don't have any fucking respect for what you do or, you know what I mean? Or, or on a job site or something. And you have to, you have to bleed that fucking, you know, you have to not necessarily earn it, but you got to take that shit. You got to show it to them. Like stand, you know, yeah, stand your ground and be firm and go, no, they know, you have to be able to say no and fuck you sometimes. Yeah. There's <laughs> a huge, huge yeah. difference between, you know, painting a, a bathroom and, and putting on a thousand gallons a day. Like there's, you know, there's, uh, there's respect to be had. It's hard fucking work, you know? And there's so many people out there not doing it professionally. Like there's so many things that, that should change that need to change that people should really start fucking talking about, dude. I'm, I'm getting sick of, uh, you know, everything being like a fake smile on the fucking internet, dude, you know? It's not the real. tough. Yeah, one of the tough things um, I think is that there's a real chance of everything turning commercialized in the painting business. And like you know, we had joked around about you know Walmart.com for painting, um, but I, I you know, I could 100% see a path for that. You know, and I don't know. I think that if um, you know the one to two man shops out there don't get their shit together and start turning out quality work and charging the right prices and all that they're just going to get eaten up by walmart.com you know because it's just it's not it's not going to be worth it to go to that person you know you're going to say okay i'm going to fucking roll the dice on this one or two man shop because their price is lower 
but Walmart gives me a five year money back guarantee, you know, <laughs> like, and it's only, it's only 500 bucks more, a thousand bucks more. Isn't that thousand dollars worth your peace of mind? Yes, it yeah, is. Dude, si- sign on dotted line. I mean, if a Blue company, if a huge conglomerate <laughs> like that figures something out, you know, like some type of Uber bullshit, whatever, like they, they, you know, a multi-billion dollar corporation, they could afford to take losses on, on people that are fucking something up every day. And, and the Absolutely. industry could get worse from shit like that. Like there could yeah, be. Yeah, well, it would be, it would be the decision Agreed. I made where I, I'm going to do 85% quality. I'm okay. With, I can accept that, right? As a business owner, I can accept 85% quality in order to grow. Walmart.com is going to accept 75% quality and they're going to stand behind it because of those 25% of people that would complain, um, they're going to have statistics on it and data that, well, after the first phone call, <laughs> they don't do the second phone call, right? So there goes 50% of that. So now we're down to 12%. Uh, of those 12%, after the second phone call, if we send them a $25 gift card to walmart.com, <laughs> they don't have a third phone call. So there goes another 4%, right? Like they're going to have all that data. Like I, yeah. I, I seriously, like either it might've been yesterday was literally thinking of like, how, what does it look like? Is that something that I could do? Could I do walmart.com? Is that possible for me? Like, what are the, the roles that need to happen? And you would just need a shit ton of marketing budget because you have to have the name yeah. recognition. You have to have, well, you have to be Walmart or Home Depot or Lowe's or Sherwin-Williams or Dunn Edwards. Like one of those companies could a hundred percent do this right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, dude, just 100%. like how, how Lowe's, like they have subs that, you know, you go buy carpet yeah. and then they have subs that'll yep. go install. Like yep. that could yep. totally happen with like uh, Sherwin-Williams or yep. – but probably not likely Sherwin, but like maybe somewhere like Lowe's or Home Depot or whatever. Yeah. And like it could turn into an app. And if you look at it in the long term, that wouldn't be sustainable. Like fucking, you know, some, you know, some app or, or, or some fucking internet order type deal where you go get a shitty painter to come in and, and paint your house. Like that wouldn't be sustainable, but it could fuck the industry up for a couple of years before people realize that it's a bad deal. And it could, I think it, on. I think, I think it could a hundred percent be sustainable. And I think it would be mom and pop shops that would get the people who are in the know, they would still survive, but walmart.com would be alive and well, or home Depot, you know, paint services, they could for sure capture like 80% of business out there or 70% of business. And then 30% would be the people who want the mom and pop shop. And at that point, yeah, the only mom and pop but, shops but could left it, are the Could it ones. really? But maybe for like repaints, but there's no way in hell walmart.com is going to go take on a, a fucking condo and pump out fucking a thousand gallons a day. You know what Why I'm saying? Why not, man? It's just numbers. That there's, just no, numbers. there's no way. Yeah, but you're, no so way. your general contractor isn't gonna, your general contractor starts thinking the same way. There's the ones that are like high end who, who have all the craftsmen, right? They have the mom and pop carpenter. They have the mom and pop painter, the mom and pop plumber, right? And they sell that to their clients, right? Like my price is a million dollars more but we're all one-off trades. I have all the best mom and pop shops lined up, or you can go to home Depot and pay a million less, but you're going to be using, you know, their 75% accurate companies. Right. But you go to home Depot.com. Home Depot.com is going to be uh, pumping them out, standing behind their work, always sending someone out to fix it. 
always covering their ass, always making sure that you're happy at the end of the day. They're going to give you a gift card on your second phone call, on your third phone call. You know, they're going to give you a 10 percent back. Uh, and then the, right? C- the CEO greed, the CEO greed is going to come in because it's going to be a corporation. And over time, it's going to get saturated and all those CEOs are going to retire with all that money. It's going to it's going to fall out like the airlines did and the government's going to bail them out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's genius. And then those. Well, but like my thought on all that is like, why didn't the previous CEOs sitting with all that money bail that company out? Why did our government have to do it? That's what bothers me about that kind of shit. It's because it's it's all about greed. It's who can do all the who can get all the money without doing any of the work. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's a path for it to happen. Like there's a real path for it to happen. And I think the more that, you know, we continue doing shitty work and it's hit and miss with whatever, whichever company you use, you know, like yeah. there's not a definite way to find someone that's good. Someone's going to do a good job. No. Well, what if, hey, there's what, what if there what are if reviews? What if there there's was a system, sites, though? Man. What if there was a system, though, that was vested by by real motherfuckers, you know, that, that, uh, right. it could be that like, was a uh, counter, uh, that a was committee. a counter to that, like, <laughs> like <Yeah>. target.com. No. <laughs> well, I mean, well, that's the same thing with like a contractor board. It's a bunch of fucking city assigned people that tell right. you that you can get a license and they, they test you and they don't know shit about what you do. That's, that's just how our country's built. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought had this idea like 10 years ago or something like that, where I could be, um, a contractor for a homeowner, like you're going to hire somebody to do work for you. Um, let, you know, before you're going to pull the trigger and give them a deposit, let me have a conversation with them. Let them tell me what their process is going to be, which products they're going to use. Like, let me just do that. Pay me 250 bucks. I'll do a consultation and tell you if they know what they're talking about or not. Right. Like I could do it all across the country. Um, and like something like that could work. Right. Cause you, you know, we all would know enough to know if someone's full of shit or if someone knows what they're talking about. Like they, okay. Even if this guy's going to do a shitty job, he knows what he's talking about. Right. Like it's not, or this guy has no idea what he's talking about. Do not hire this person. Right. Like you got to find someone else. There's going to make a mistake if you hire this person. Um, but, but like, just, there would just be have a them post on social out. media and, and watch them get chewed apart, put them in yeah. a painter chat room of some sort on Facebook and have them post one of their previous job videos and watch them just get eaten. And then you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Everybody's an expert, dude. It's just, it's, <laughs> who's yep. to say who's the best, right? But there's always going to be somebody better. Yeah. yeah I think I'm this is like songs. a never ending I'm writing topic. songs about that shit. I'm writing songs about that shit nowadays. <laughs> Should have yeah, shut the it, fuck up and keep on scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, like, um, you know, a lot of these big names and stuff, um, I think they could. Well, there are some things that they do that I appreciate or respect. Uh, I don't like how most of them go about doing it. I don't like how most of them um, aren't upfront with, uh, like, the bad shit that happens, the things that go sideways. I don't like the it's all fucking flowers and roses. I don't like that stuff. That really bothers me. I don't think that helps people. I think it helps people more to know that uh, you fucked up before. You had mistakes last week. You had issues. You know, like um, 
that stuff is helpful. And if you mixed that in with your fluffed up, you know, BS, like I could appreciate that a little more. I just don't like the everything's, uh, you know, flower colored glasses all the time for me. And I'm great. And everything I do is great. And I keep winning and winning and winning. How do I do it? Let me show you how. Just sign up for $19.99. You know, like I, I yeah. That's the part that Come bothers to our me. School. I say, I say with, with all those people, we, we fucking, it'd be awesome if we could put together like a production job and just fucking have (laughs) all those types of dudes come there and actually see who (laughs) can fucking do, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that would never happen. There's not, you can't, you can't expose yourself like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't know the truth about us. Oh no. But you know what? There's guys like us that are showing everything every day. Oh, not John, but you know, <laughs> yeah. myself. And even like I've had the paintcation guys come over and they know how I operate. Like they've been in depth in my company, and that's that's really good. Uh, you know, validation of like, oh, I'm not. Well, and it's good. That's what like I like that you guys post all that shit. Like I think it's great for sales. Um, like. That's the main reason why I would do it. Um, but I think it's helpful to like everyone in social media is like in this industry. Um, I don't do it just because I'm not fucking at job sites all day. I'm like never at job sites. I'm going to have my guys no, start my doing pro- some recording, but I know it's going to be shitty recording. Like, have you? My- so I've had my guys like, hey, can you send me some pictures of the we got stained doors on this project this week? Can you send me some pictures of them? They're like the fucking worst pictures. Nothing is centered. Like shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, they think it's cool because they took it at an angle. I'm like, fucking take me a straight photo. Like, clean your lens on your Arts, camera. Man. Like, come on, Artsy. man. She, yeah, it is. Artsy. That's what they're going for, right? No, I thought it would look cooler <laughs> like that. I'm like, oh, man. Uh, yeah. All right. We got to wrap this thing up. We went way over on this yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good uh good fun topic two episodes out of it it's 12 o'clock <laughs> yeah. my time now <laughs> so, so, that's 7 crazy PM here so it's midnight at aaron uh 10 o'clock here and 7 p.m at you sam yeah i'll be going to bed when you're waking up <laughs> yeah aaron got this shitty deal <laughs> this one yeah. all right we'll wrap it Fuck. up sam thanks for coming on again man as always, man, it's a pleasure, dude, and uh, I, I, I got nothing to do, so hit me up anytime, and yeah, really awesome. enjoy you guys, appreciate you, respect you both as, uh, you know, tradesmen and people in the industry that should be listened to 100%. Yeah, so same Keep doing here. this, it's awesome. Cool. Yeah, man. All right, we'll wrap this thing up. As always, please like our YouTube page, give us five-star only reviews on all podcast platforms. If you have questions or comments, send them over to hello at paintsniffers.com or on Instagram at paint underscore sniffers. You can also watch the video version of the podcast on the Alpha Painting YouTube page. Go to playlists and it will be filed under Paint Sniffer Podcast. Via YouTube, you can write into qa at paintsniffer.com. Thank you for listening to Paint Sniffer Podcast.